Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Did you hear about the kids who were camping and murdered by a man with a hook for an arm? Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> it's, it's spoop hour. hour. paranormal comedy podcast that is on instagram and twitter and gmail at spoop hour and who are you i'm sasha i'm courtney and i've apparently never done this before because i'm like totally forgetting <laughs> what we usually <laughs> do when we, we record podcast? our podcast yeah so paranormal comedy podcast this is our 20 bajillionth episode now 20 bajillionth is the official count yes it, what, i think it's 29 okay so we're almost to 30 that's Which fun. is true to life, because we are also almost to 30. Yes, but we'll pass 30 way before we even get to 30. That's true. But that's crazy. Yeah! 30. Good job, podcast. Because, yeah, we've been doing this for a very long time now. Our podcast. And when I say very long time, I mean like half a year. Like six but... months. Our podcast is about to be 30, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> I watched that movie on the flight to Australia, because I was like, I can't do anything with like remotely high stakes because I'm going to be so tense about being on an airplane for a really long time. I want to watch a bunch of dumb rom-coms. Yeah. And the airplane was like, what's that? You want to watch 13 going on 30? Great. <laughs> I feel like the next time I get on a plane, which is actually this Saturday. I was going to say, soon? <laughs> yeah. Just if they were like, hey, do you want to watch Veronica? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, no. no. I do not. Because um, I already saw it. They might have the thing where they like lower the screens down and then there's oh, yeah. like pre-programmed content for and everyone. everyone has to watch Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone cries. And everyone cries. We watched Veronica yesterday and it actually went better than I was expecting. Yeah, but we're going to talk about Veronica on Popcorn Prattle. Yep. So we will... Let everyone know who listens to Spoop Hour where to catch that episode when, when it, it airs. Comes, yeah. But maybe go see Veronica. Yeah. I did run into the problem last night. I got to sleep, no problem, but I was going up the stairs and it was dark, and my brain went, We watched a horror movie today. Let's think about other horror movies we've seen. And I was like, No brain, no. Oh, no. I managed to, I went to, so, you know, we watched the movie. We yeah. were all hanging out here. Yeah. And so, like, we were doing that. I was playing all of Zelda all day. And then I went to my friend Kelsey's house to, um, like, she's she's moving. And so I was, like, you know, helping her downsize with things, whatever. And then I went to see my friend Julia. And then we went birthday shopping for our friend. We went to her 50th birthday after that. And then I got back to Jack's, like, at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So I filled my day up with so much stuff that by the time I went to bed around midnight, I, like, forgot that we didn't watch <laughs> Veronica. And so I... 
like I'm good. Yeah. And even like today, I was getting dressed to go. We we went to Ann Pizza for lunch, and nice. I was getting dressed, and I was putting something on, and was like, Haha, remember that like all of your clothes look like Veronica's. <laughs> That's true. There was I one point like in I'm the from movie. The 90s. There was one point in the movie where Sasha goes, "I like that outfit," and I look at her, and I'm like, you're "It's wearing... basically what you're wearing, but with like swapping the colors instead of a red T-shirt, it's a red jacket." So I'm actually a girl from 1991. Yeah, we're not surprised. I did run into when I went to the bathroom to get ready for going to bed. I was did you smash your forehead. <laughs> No, but that was in my head. I was like, one of the genuinely scary parts of the movie takes place in a bathroom with a mirror. And I was just like, I just won't look in the mirror and then nothing bad will happen. And it didn't. So we're good. (laughs) Have you ever seen Twin Peaks? Yeah. Okay. So have you seen the end of like the second season of Twin Peaks? No. Oh, okay. I was like, this is too weird for me. So I watched like one and three quarter seasons and then I tagged out. Gotcha. Because there's another like smashing a face into uh, a mirror at the very end of the second season of Twin Peaks course. or like the final like 90s series of Twin Peaks mm-hmm. and so that was also what I was thinking like when that happened in the movie I was like this is just Twin Peaks but <laughs> it's, it's a not. Twin Peaks family drama it's a Twin Peaks family drama yeah actually I I, rec- I would recommend Veronica yeah yeah even if you're kind of a weenie, just, like, keep the lights on and watch with a friend and you should be good. We're the biggest weenies and we got through it. We are literally the biggest weenies. I guess content warning, sharp objects, and some blood, and that's yeah. all, that's the stuff that I can't handle, yeah. and I just, like, buried my face in a blanket for and a little bit until they said it was clear. Yeah, there wasn't even that much of it. Yeah, it was just, like, the the idea of, like, a sharp object coming into play yeah. was, like, too much for me, yeah. but, but I wasn't upset, I was just, like... It's not graphic, yeah. which I like. For the most part, it's very, it's not, like, gore for the sake of gore. Right. And that's why I don't I like, like horror, most horror movies. Yeah. 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 Like, I handled, there, there are a couple of instances of stabbing in Black Panther that uh-huh. I wasn't, like, even, like, it didn't even cross my mind that someone would get stabbed in a Marvel movie. Fair. And so I, I sat through it, and I was able to keep it together. <laughs> but, I'm so proud of but, you. But that's like the, the horror thing that gets me, like yeah. slashers. Yeah. Yeah. As we've talked about, I don't like dark doorways and people popping up in them. I don't like horror movies. I don't like horror. when people knock on our front door or put mail <laughs> through our mail slot. When we're all keyed up before we watch a horror movie, because that happened yesterday and Sasha like jumped out of her skin. It was great. It was, it was like moment. that scene from the Simpsons Halloween special when they turn inside out because that fog that turns oh, people yeah. inside out <laughs> comes yeah. through the window. Yeah, that's yeah. what I look like. Just one snap of that fog and you're inside out. Simpsons, sponsor us, please. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not now, Simpsons. That's Simpsons true. from the 90s, come to the future and yeah. sponsor us. Yeah, climb into a time machine and then throw money at us. <laughs> we would love some money. Yeah, so we are talking urban legends today. If you couldn't tell from that joke, <laughs> the, the, the punchline was in, in tents. T-E-N-T-S, because they're camping, and it sounds like intense. Do you guys get it? It's hilarious. I <laughs> genuinely love all variations of that joke. It makes me laugh every time. There, there were some inappropriate versions, and that's there what are. inspired Courtney to write that joke. And then Sasha was like, do I have to say the F word? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, what, did you hear about the teens sneaking out of their yeah, house the, to... Well, the original joke is, have you heard about having sex while camping? Yeah, it's fucking intense. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> just got it. I paused for your laughter there. So you're welcome. <laughs> and on our literal menu, other than Urban Legends, is I made brownies because I had a brownie mix and some leftover peanut butter frosting. So we have chocolate, dark chocolate peanut butter brownies. And I have coffee because I haven't had coffee yet today. Yay! <laughs> so we are talking urban legends. We sort of touched on them a little bit in our creepypasta episodes mm-hmm. because creepypastas are sort of the 
internet version of urban, urban legends. legends. Yep. And then, actually, when I was doing research for my urban legends, because I'm focusing on Japan again, surprise! What? Why would you? What? You don't Sasha, like Japan, do you? <laughs> Sasha, researching around Japan, huh? Brand new information. Um, a bunch of, I had to skip a bunch of stories because I've already done them in other, like, <laughs> ghost episodes yeah. or, like, you know, scorned lovers episodes, like, Yeah, we've all... talked about some of the class, like, what, again, in our Creepypastas episode, one of those chain emails, the one with the dog and the mm-hmm. guy and humans have tongues. Two, yeah, that Fuck one. that one. And then there's the, uh, last week when I was telling you about having to change a tire in yeah. the middle of the night, and you're like, good thing the thing with the hook didn't come down, scratch the car, and yeah. I was like, no! I mean, there are a lot of them that are basically, like, a couple in a car experiences some sort of car trouble, yeah. and then when they try to drive away, shenanigans ensue. Yeah. I also have plugged the Amazon show before, I think it was in our Cats episode, I don't remember, but... The Amazon show Urban Legends, mm. it's free with Prime, and it is 90s cheesy in the best way, even though I think it was shot in, like, was... 2004. But basically, they just go into different urban legends, and a lot of them were ones I hadn't heard of. One of them I'm going to go into because it makes me laugh so hard. Oh, good. But it doesn't make you cry. No, it's hilarious. So a lot of them were ones that I had heard before or uh, our friend Christy had heard before because she was watching with me. And it's just all of the classics, you know, teaching teens morality through scaring the shit out of them. And then you have some of the ones that are actually more violent, some that are based on a legit thing. Like, there's one where a guy shoots at a cactus because he's a dick, and then the giant cactus's arm breaks off and crushes him and he dies. That's a true story. Yeah. Or, like, even local urban legends, like our favorite one, the The Bunny Bunny Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah, so urban legends are the kind of thing that, like, Regardless of where you live, you probably have a local one, and you have probably heard a variation on one of the ones we'll talk about today. Like, yeah. there are a lot of them that are on similar themes, and we'll mm-hmm. kind of, we'll discuss that. But we're going to do a more loosey-goosey format where we're just going to, you know, tell each other stories. Yeah. And then spoop it up, yeah. and eat brownies, and drink coffee, or water. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you some history? Yeah, tell me some history. Cool! Everyone's favorite topic, learning! That's my favorite topic. I'm yes. a teacher. Yeah, I mean. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you hate learning. So Got I hate it. learning. I like teaching. History of urban legends. Urban legends are kind of the seeds of modern folklore. So mm-hmm. if you look at things we've talked about before, like leprechauns and Sahuin and all these other mm-hmm. myths that we've talked about, those were sort of back in the day that they were around, they were their urban legends. Right. But they were so common, so widespread, and they withstood the test of time that they have become part of the mythological context of whatever region. Right. So possibly someday we will be hearing about, you know, oh yeah, back in the aughts, they talked about how this guy with a golden hook for an arm would try to break in on necking teenagers in their cars and whatever. So that could become, you know, some of our folklore in the future. Basically, like... dumb folklore. (laughs) Really incredible folklore. How dare you? Many of these myths, like the myths of bygone eras, Mm -hmm. they are stories that we use to explain things we don't understand Mm -hmm. or to impart lessons that we can't think of any other way. Like, obviously, the guy with the golden hook for an arm is about the dangers of being a teenager and necking in your car in the woods. Mm -hmm. Watch out for those sexual urges, kitties, because a guy with a hook for an arm is going to murder you. Right. Which is, like, obviously it's bananas, it's not happening, but if it works and it scares you, then your parents don't have to worry about birth control. Right. Or, like, Mythbusters, 
Mythbusters. Yeah. They did a whole, you know, they've done so many th- episodes dealing with common misconceptions or, mm-hmm. or even urban legends. And so, like, there are some things where, like, it sounds plausible mm-hmm. because you're trying to keep yourself safe. You're trying right. to keep yourself out of danger. But sometimes there is no truth to that. It's just right. people being overly cautious right. or being worried about their kids. Like the alligator in the toilet. We've all heard this one. It's right. like, I think it takes place in, like, New York. And the idea is that, you know, someone sat down on the toilet and then an alligator bit their ass mm-hmm. because they didn't look at the toilet before they sat down and there was an alligator in it. Yeah. It's not possible right. because of how complex pipes are, mm-hmm. but it does teach us the very important lesson to look at the toilet before we sit on yeah. it because there might be something gross. Or, you know, being cautious during thunderstorms. Yeah. Like, using a landline phone, not that any of us do that anymore, <laughs> but it could cause a shock. Yeah. And then it's plausible that you could be electrocuted by taking a shower during the, thunders- yeah. the thunderstorm. So it's not... It's for the best to not not fuck around with water right when there's you know so electricity some of, shooting some of the these sky. are helpful others are like a penny dropped from the empire state building could kill someone that's not that's true that's not true but it's again rooted in this thing like don't throw shit off the <laughs> empire state building what's wrong with you why do you want to throw shit off the empire <laughs> right. state building yeah we or urinating on the electrified third track could cause you to be electrocuted just that's don't bu- pee on shit it's busted but again just don't it, do it. <laughs> they're trying to tell you to not pee in the subway station. Keep your dick to yourself. Don't just whip it out and pee on whatever. Right. You're an adult. Find a bathroom. <laughs> it's not. And then check the toilet seat to make sure it's not disgusting and covered in like God knows what. And also maybe alligators. You never know. And maybe not during a thunderstorm. Exactly. <laughs> so basically because these are just our explanations for a weird thing that maybe doesn't have a scientific explanation or we don't know the scientific explanation. So we're just like, oh, that's not thunder. That's God bowling mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Just one of those things. And largely now, rather than back in the day when we didn't have any kind of science. Mm-hmm. So it was all just that eclipse is a giant snake eating the sun because we didn't have the science to go, no, it's because of where the moon is passing and it's casting a shadow and blah, blah, blah. So now it's mostly for entertainment value. You know what movie has an eclipse in it? Which one, Sasha? Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. if you're interested in eclipses. If you like eclipses, then watch Veronica. It's a very in- educational movie about eclipses and it, nothing else. It really is. Nothing goes wrong. <laughs> I will say Sister Death is baller. I love S- Sister Death. Sister Death is the Sister, greatest. Sister Death is who I want to be when I grow up. Anyway, so modern urban legends are mostly just for entertainment value. It's for when you're sitting around at a slumber party and you're all 13 years old mm-hmm. and somebody has the flashlight up to their face and then they're like, who stole my golden arm? Was it you? And then everybody screams and it's fun. It's for the kind of thing that this podcast is for. It's to yeah. give you that kind of fun sort of chills rather than just like outright scaring you by yeah. being like, did you hear how Ted Bundy killed all those women? The term <laughs> urgent urban legend has been around since at least 1968. That's as far as I could tell, the earliest recorded use of the phrase urban legend. I should tell Nikki that because yeah. she was born in 1968 <gasps> and yesterday we bought Ziploc bags for her because they were also invented in 1968. You could have told I, her 50 urban legends. I could have told her 50 urban legends for her 50th birthday. Missed opportunity. I will text Julia later. There you go. <laughs> we'll we'll just, tell her. Well, the whole month of March can be Nikki's birthday. I mean, yeah, everybody gets, uh, my, my boyfriend's mom is very intense about her birthday. She gets a birthday season. Jesus. So the entire fall is her birthday season. (laughs) I love it. I'm not that extra. No, no one is that extra. But (laughs) bless her heart, she is. And it's delightful. So I have five stories and then you have five stories, I Mm -hmm. think. So we're just going to tell each other stories and then talk about maybe some of the historical context for why this would be. Maybe any lessons it's trying to teach you. Because most of these are false. 
Right. But they teach us important things about what cultures think, and I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. trade off? Yeah, okay. okay. You want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. This one is called The Choking Dog. Yikes. This is one that I legit heard as an urban legend. I don't remember who told it to me or where I first became aware of it, but I have heard it before. Mm -hmm. And then it was on the incredible Amazon show Urban Legends. (laughs) And I was like, oh my god, I know this one! (sighs) And it's so good. The story goes that a woman who lives alone, and the version I heard, she's a younger woman. She's not Mm -hmm. like an adult adult. She's like our age. Okay. She comes home one day to find her dog, and in the version I heard, I think it was a Rottweiler, but in Urban Legends, it's a Doberman. Okay. Anyway, she comes home, to, and she finds her dog choking on something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh no, so she tries to get it out the way you do when you see your dog eating something, mm-hmm. which is you hook your finger through their mouth. Doesn't work. Dog's still choking. So she kind of panics, and she rushes him to the vet. Mm-hmm. And the vet determines, okay, there's something stuck in the dog's throat. We can't get it out right now. We're going to need to take this dog to surgery and we'll remove the obstruction and let you know from there. So the dog goes off to surgery and the woman goes, okay, I'll just go back home and wait it out there because you know how pet surgery is. Sometimes it takes a really long time. So she's like, I'll just wait it out at home. Whatever. Mm -hmm. She gets to her house. I don't like where this is going. (laughs) And as soon as she walks through the door, she hears the phone ring. Mm-mm. she's like well that's weird so she picks it up Mm-mm. and she sees that it's the vet and the vet is on the other end of the line so the woman's like oh is, is my dog okay like did something go wrong mm-hmm. is everything okay and the vet cuts her off and tells her that she needs to get out of her house because he found some kind of human remain in the dog so the woman's like what the fuck why are you telling me to get out of my house and the vet again says she needs to get out and then tells her that they just found the objects in the dog's throat and their human fingers. That's what I thought. Yep. So the woman leaves her house and calls the police from a neighbor's place because when I heard the urban legend and likely when it was a big thing, there weren't cell phones. Right. So she, she goes next door, she calls 911, and when the police arrive, they find a burglar hiding in the closet, missing several fingers. Yikes. So I heard this one. I didn't hear it that, like, she the, the police came back and found the guy in the closet. Mm-hmm. I heard it just that, like, this woman's dog was acting really weird and kept, like, coughing and trying to throw something up. And uh-huh. so she took him to the vet, and then the vet, like, pulled him out and was like, oh, shit, these were fingers. There was someone in your house. Oh. And that that spooked me. But this yeah. is this is sort of that lesson of, like, if you live alone, even a dog might not be enough protection, you know? Yeah. Like, yay for the dog for trying, but, like, always be on your lookout. Always listen to your instincts. Right, but the burglar or murderer or whatever it is in the urban legend... Like, once you've lost a couple of fingers, I'm sure you're probably bleeding profusely. I would just get the fuck out of there. Right? I know. That's what made me laugh so hard. I would stay in their closet. In Urban Legends version where they're like, he just hung out in the closet for like Like, four hours. Bleeding to death. You know, like you do when you lose a finger. I would be like, well, clearly this isn't my day. I'm going to go home and maybe try crime tomorrow. I wouldn't just sit in the closet and be like, well, what are you going to do, Sherman? Right, or like, even try crime tomorrow. How about try crime never because I just lost some fucking fingers? (laughs) Let this be a lesson to you about stealing other people's shit and or trying to murder someone. Right, I think that's the lesson. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good lesson. It's just don't murder people, you dick. Don't try to steal their shit or you'll lose your own fingers because of a very bitey dog. Bitey dog. Bite, bite, bite. That's what I'm going to name my... Bitey dog. dog. Bitey dog. And then it's going to be like a happy A really mop. gentle, like, little 
floof. <laughs> a small happy mop. Right. And who's like, hello, and you're like, oh, watch out, that's bitey dog, and it's like, <laughs> exactly. Is that why people like don't? Yeah, if they're I say, not oh, he's bitey with... dog. They're not gonna fuck with my dog. That's true, and they're yeah. not gonna fuck with you because you have a bitey dog. I have bitey dog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. So is your story about yes. bitey dog? No. Oh. No. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alas, no. I just want to talk about bitey dog. Can we like <laughs> spin this into some sort of children's show? The Adventures of Bitey, Bitey dog. dog. And he's just like a happy dog who's just like mopping his way. In my head, he's like a mini Commodore. Aww. And those are the mop dogs. Yeah, so he's like dogs. a small version of that. So his like, his mop kind of like, yeah. And he's just like, hi guys, what's going on over here? This Urban Legends episode is not very scary yet. No. no. It's going to get worse. Okay. So I started light and then it goes a little darker and yeah. then it ends with laugh. Good. <laughs> All right. So I've got Teka Teka. Okay. All right, this story starts out with a tragedy. <gasps> Shocking for Japanese lore. Right? A girl was accidentally pushed off the platform at a train station just as the train was pulling in. Accidentally? Well, so other, you know, like maybe she and her friends are goofing off, uh, right? Oh, so they're just uh, like, no, yeah. you like you him. him. No, you yeah. like him. And they falls off, yeah. Okay. okay. She was cut in half and died on, so died on impact and was oh, okay. cut in half. Yeah, so she okay. like blew up she, basically <laughs> when she was hit by the train. She was not alive when yeah. they got to her. Gotcha. Sometime later, a boy was walking home from school alone. Uh-oh. He saw a girl through a window. She was leaning on the windowsill with her elbows I looking outwards. I don't like where this is going. When she saw the boy, she pushed herself through the open window. There was nothing that the boy could do except stand there, horrified. He had just seen a girl fall from a window, and on any other day, that probably would have been his low point. <laughs> what the it fuck might have even the been, rest of this day? It might have been even the low point of his whole life if he got to live it. <laughs> See, after the girl hit the ground, the boy realized something. She had no lower body. This was the girl from who yeah, got hit by the train, right? That's still a low point that you just saw a fucking ghost launch her half body out the window. She, as he was low trying point. to process this, the girl pushed herself up with her hands and started crawling towards the boy. She was at his feet before he had time to run. He didn't even realize what she was carrying until the scythe was midway through his what waist. What the fuck? She has a scythe? <laughs> as the two halves of his body fell to the ground, it was the sound she made as she dragged him, herself towards him. Tick, tick. That he heard last. So she stole his legs. <laughs> what ah! did she do with them? Probably like fixed Stuck her him. body. So no, she, she's yeah. like, check out my sexy boy legs. Yeah. See, I like that one because I think the, I'm going to guess, we can play this game. It'll be yeah. guess the lesson. I think the lesson is don't fuck around on train platforms. Yes. Like don't play around with your friends. Pay attention. Don't stand too close to the edge. Mm-hmm. We had a person in the DC area who was going around shoving people right as the train yeah. was arriving so that mm-hmm. they would fall into the platform and yeah. get hit by a train. And he did that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. This was years ago. I don't remember if they ever caught the guy, but that was a thing. Yeah. So, like, I think the morality lesson is don't fuck around on the train platform. Just stand and wait for your train. And then also maybe don't look into people's windows. Yeah. You perf. <laughs> and also, if you see anything fall out of a window, consider it the low point of your day and just, like, go home. Yeah, run. Don't stand don't and worry watch. about it. Just be like, I'm going to go call for help. Over there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to go far away. blocks away. That's it. Like, that's... Yeah. Could have solved that problem. Could have solved that problem. All right. Also, I love that in this urban legend... Because, you know, the whole point of urban legends is that you kind of believe they're mm-hmm. real. Or you could believe they're real. Mm-hmm. Like, this could be a thing that happened to someone. I love that for that one to be legit. Somehow that boy had to survive long enough for the paramedics to get him and have him go, she had a scythe and she fell out the window and she didn't have a lower body and she said, take it, take it. Like, that's so many steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's the best part about urban legends. Yeah. Like, 
how did they tell the story? Yeah. <laughs> they were dead. <laughs> I got I got a chain email once that was like, animal action, urgent action needed for bonsai kittens. Oh, know, Lord. Like, yeah. I like, talk about that in my fake news um, fake news unit. Yeah, I got sent it like four times. And after the fourth time, I was like, all right, I'm done with this. So I emailed back everyone who got it, including the person who sent it to me. And I was like, here are all the reasons why this is a lie. The cat would eventually grow and break the bottle. You're not considering, even if it is this, like, delicate whatever process, even if the cat could theoretically survive in the bottle, where is it going to pee? Where is it going to poop? And who's going to want a jar with a tiny kitten and a jar full of kitten shit on their mantle? Yeah, but people don't think... And that's one of the big th- that's how things they that, get you. And that's one of the big things that I talk about in my fake news and media literacy unit yeah. is like, guys, if you go, whoa, is that real? The answer is probably, probably no. no. Yeah. There were several times where I had like these teenagers in my class last week reading fake news articles and uh, they were like, what? And I was like, you guys, if you're having that visceral of a reaction, it might be fake. The world <laughs> is kind of a shitty place. But and there's bonkers stuff happening every day. There, there is bonkers stuff. That's what we've learned on this podcast. There's yeah. a lot of bonkers stuff in the world. But if it makes you go, is this real? No, it's fucking not. Or do more research and see if it's real. Don't just go. Well, I feel like this is real, so it must be real. Yeah. So that's basically what I've been trying to teach eleventh graders lately, and it hasn't been going very well <laughs> because they're really gullible because they're teenagers and that teenagers. part of their brain hasn't developed yet. Yay! All right, you ready to be spooped? Yes. This one's upsetting. I had to write, I I found it in the evening on Friday and I was like, I'm just going to write this up tomorrow morning because I can't write now. Right before we watched Veronica. Yeah, because I was like, "Eh, I'm going to be spooked anyway. I may as well write it up in the morning. All right, spook me. This is called The Clown Statue. This is one that I did not hear as an urban legend. The good news is if I had heard this growing up or even like teenage Courtney, it would have messed me up for life. I would be so very afraid. Good luck, everyone. Hold on tight, it's spoop hour. A teenage girl is babysitting for some neighbors, and after the kids go to bed, she heads upstairs to the master bedroom. There is a terrifying clown statue in there, but the master bedroom is the only one with cable hooked up because the parents are really strict and don't want their kids to have easy cable access. So the babysitter calls the parents to get their okay to watch TV in their room, and the parents are like, that's fine, you can be in there, you're just gonna watch some TV. And before she hangs up the phone, she then asks, can I throw a sheet over the clown statue? It's really freaking me out. And then there's no noise whatsoever, and the parents say, you need to get out of the house, and you need to take the kids. We don't have a clown statue. But it's too late. The clown is an escaped maniac, and he kills her and the children. Oh, I've heard this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. sleepovers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's very much a sleepover tale. Yep. Yeah. And it's like... Again, use your logic brain. The I think the lesson here is don't have clown statues in your room. Or if you're babysitting someone and they have a clown statue in their room, best case scenario, they just really like clowns. And do you really want to babysit for them? No. Just leave. That just reminds me of that story that we talked about a few months ago when we did the Friday the Clown Teen oh, yeah. episode with like the woman who like <laughs> killed her. Killed her uh, lover's, lover's wife, wife I think. Yeah. yeah dressed up as a clown jesus christ delivering balloons yeah this story there are a lot of urban legends that center on babysitter who's usually a young teenage mm-hmm. girl alone in the house with kids who are little and it's before cell phones so there's only the 
landline and the mm-hmm. landline can be cut. Like we've all heard the and the call was coming from inside the house. I mean, scream. Yeah, scream. Scream is based on this. Yeah, like this is is this built on that. There's a lot of variations on this urban legend where it's like. It wasn't a clown, it was a little person, but he was a maniac murderer who yep. escaped from jail. I've heard about that one, too. Yeah, so there are a lot of variations, and I think a lot of it is just because there's something fundamentally scary about trusting your children to the care of someone, particularly when they're a young teenager. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, babysitters are, like, young teenage women. And then also for the the babysitter being like, yeah, I'm old enough to do this, yeah, but then I'm also, like... When you are the one in charge, and you're like, oh no. You're not equipped to deal with a serial killer in the house. Yeah. And so it's kind of it kind of gets you on both of the levels. One, as a teenage babysitter where you're like, mm-hmm. I'm now afraid. I don't want to be responsible for some little kids when there's an asshole murderer with a giant knife. I don't want to be the one. Like, yeah. there are a lot of them that center on that. Or like some maniacs calling on the phone and is like, I'm in your hat. I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna murder you. And she's like, I don't know who's calling. And the call was coming from inside the house the whole time. Yeah. Like it. So it gets you there, and then it gets you as a parent. You have to trust this slightly older child to watch your children. Yeah. And you are going away, so you can't protect them if something happens. Right. You're not there. You can't dive in front of the knife. You can't push the clown out the window to get scythed or whatever. Basically, I'm never getting a babysitter. I'm yeah. just going to drop off my kids at my parents' house or, like, I'm Stop never going a out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sasha, or, do you want to come watch a movie? No, I can't. Alternatively, I'm just never going to have kids. There you go. <laughs> so, we'll Per my mom, it's very scary to have children, which I get. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, my friends who do have kids, I'm just like, how? Yeah, like, how do you do this? So They're so scared. delicate. They're Everything so... can kill them. Right. I know. It's so, like... <laughs> How do you protect them? I just don't know. We just don't know. All right, I have a doll story. Oh, good. I hate dolls. <laughs> so, 100 years ago, Ooh. in 1918, a young man bought a doll for his two-year-old sister. That was a mistake. The sister and the doll became inseparable until her untimely death the following year. I hope it's the doll's death. I know it's not, but I'm just going to pretend it is. No, I think the girl just got I sick. I know. Yeah, it, it's okay. But let me yeah. have the doll dying. Okay, just, just hang on a second, okay? <laughs> you don't, just hang on. <laughs> it was soon after the death of the daughter that the family noticed the doll's hair getting longer. Mm. Was Okiku, that was the name of the doll, inhabited by the spirit of their daughter. So this doll actually does exist. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's located in a little wooden box on display in the Manenji Temple in the town of Iwamizawa, Hokkaido, Japan. Okay. And it's about 40 centimeters tall. Okay, so just a little bit over a foot. Yeah. And it is, like, now part of the shrine. Like, it's, it's like, this is where you can find it. Yeah. This doll is no ordinary doll, as every year its hair needs to be trimmed as it grows. What the fuck? The hair is allowed to grow till it hits knee length on the doll, then it is trimmed back to just below shoulder length. Doll hair is not supposed to grow. No, it is not. No. But the <laughs> hair has been it. growing, like, since 1918, right? Oh, like, it's bonkers, right? And because of this, this shrine has kind of become famous. Of course. So again, this doll was bought by 17-year-old Eikichi Suzuki for mm-hmm. his two-year-old little sister, Okiku. Oh, so it's based on... So it's based on a real thing. Oh, no. He was visiting Sapporo for, a, like, a marine exhibit, and uh-huh. then he saw the doll in a shop window and said, oh, I need to buy this doll and give it to my sister. The moral of the story is don't buy presents for your siblings. Right. 
she's dressed in a traditional kimono. Her hair right. is black. Okay. And it's a very traditional style. And then her eyes are, like, black beads pressed, in, pressed into, like, this, like, wooden form of the doll, right? <sighs> but, yeah, like, the girl played with it every day. She even, like, referred to the doll as, like, the same name as her. Like, oh. you know, like, you know, yeah. like, all of our dolls had names growing yeah. up or whatever, but she called her doll, like, herself. herself. But yeah, she f- passed away due to severe fever when she was only three, Ooh. and the doll was going to be buried with the girl, like, as her, you know, because that's, yeah, like, her, that's her, her security thing, thing yeah. right? But instead, they decided to pre- place it, like, you know the altars that they yeah. have? You had to remember, remember like, yeah. families, so they put it there. And it was then when the family realized, like, was oh, no. Was her hair her always hair... that long? Yeah, so they started to believe that her soul or the spirit of the daughter was inhabiting the doll. No. Um, so in What 19- a hellish existence right? for her if that's where her soul is. She's like, I can't do shit, but I can make my hair grow. So in 1938, the family moved to another town, but they didn't want to take the doll with them because oh. they didn't want to separate it from like being too far from the resting place of the girl so they took it to Manaji shrine that's true because if you yeah. if you do that that's a recipe for like paranormal activity right. bullshit <laughs> and so they took it to the temple instead and okay. then the temple has been taking care of it ever since okay. isn't that bonkers that is bonkers like it, if it's a conspiracy which in my skeptic heart of hearts i'm like <laughs> this is complete bullshit doll's hair doesn't grow <laughs> but like that's a lot of people to get involved in like swapping out the doll for identical dolls with slightly longer hair yeah like that is a lot of work so bonkers Ugh, don't anyway. like it Ugh. next story i know for a fact <laughs> that doll hair doesn't grow because i had the barbie where you could cut her hair and then you just like velcro the new hair in and it's oh. like just cut her hair however you want and then you can put new hair in and you can cut it again Except the first time I did it, I gave Barbie a pixie cut, and then you could see the Velcro because oh, it was at the base of no. her skull. So even though I put in the new hair, it basically I gave Barbie a very long mullet. Oh no! So doll hair doesn't grow. Japan, nice try. Ugh. There was a. It wasn't an urban legend when I was little. You probably you might have heard about it yeah. too. There was that doll that would eat things. Like oh, she yeah, came yeah, with yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then there was like one little girl whose hair got caught yep. in there, and then the doll ate like yeah. half her Wasn't hair. It, was it Cabbage Patch or something? Like yeah, that? it was yeah. some like Cabbage Patch that was like the feed me Cabbage Patch. That that scared me. As that a child. scared me too because I I wanted that doll really bad, and then my brother told me that, and I'm like, well, this has been ruined for I me. Ca- ca- no, Cabbage Patch dolls have done nothing for me ever. <laughs> like their faces are always really scary. They do well because they have really small faces for their very large heads. Like if it you just think about the Chucky. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right, next story. Next story is not about dolls. This is called The Greek Soldier. And I liked this because up until the last line, I'm like, this is a romantic drama. And then the last line happened, and I'm like, oh shit, this is not a romantic drama. Just like Veronica is just a family drama until and then the, last the last 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Which I did call like halfway through the movie. I'm like, I feel like 20 minutes from the end, all this shit is going to hit the fan and it's going to get really bad. And it did. <laughs> Anyway, we survived. That's all that matters. This one, again, I I didn't, I haven't heard it. Most of these I hadn't heard. Mm -hmm. After World War II, a Greek soldier was coming home to marry his fiancée. Unfortunately, along the way, he was waylaid by individuals with hostile political beliefs. They tortured him for five weeks before they finally killed him. Starting in the 1950s in Greece, there were stories about a super hot Greek soldier in full uniform who would seduce beautiful widows and virgin goals. Virgin goals. Oh my god. Virgin 
Virgin gulls. Gulls. <laughs> he gulls? just had a he had a ghosts. <laughs> girls. He had a thing gulls? for seagulls, and he's like, "Hey there, sexy." Virgin I was thinking girl. when you said gulls, gulls, I was thinking like gulls. I combined the word girls with a word that's in my next sentence. I'm so sorry. Super hot Greek soldier seducing beautiful widows and virgin girls with the sole mission of knocking them up. Yikes. Five weeks after the babies were born, the man would disappear forever, leaving behind only a letter to explain that he was a ghost who only returned to Earth to spread his seed so his sons could avenge his murder. Gross. And like I said, up until that point, it's like, oh, this is this is a romantic drama about the guy he just wants to come back to his lady, and like he falls in love again, but he has he can't stay on Earth because he's a ghost, and oh no, he just wants to knock him up so that his sons will kill the people who killed him. Okay, cool. And this is clearly like a post-war Greece being like, don't trust hot soldiers if they're not your hot soldier. Ladies, keep your legs closed. Yeah. This is clearly one of the many urban legends about policing sexuality, I think. But also, like, I mean, I'm thinking of a lot of people, especially, like, children, yeah. like, mixed-race mixed, mixed race people oh. in Japan and in Vietnam and in Korea, where that After hot soldier yeah. is not going to be your soldier. Yeah, he's just there, and he's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, and your mixed-race child is then going to have a really hard life. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's true. That It might be... A, to something to do with that where it's just like kids explaining because like mom doesn't talk about why i don't have a dad my dad's and, a ghost yeah and then one of the other kids is like i heard it's because your dad's a ghost yeah yeah something like that and like there are versions of the legend where like he disappears overnight after knocking them up so like he sleeps with them and then vanishes oh. leaving behind the letter being like Sorry, I'm ghost. A ghost. Whoa, that's giving a new definition to ghosting. Yeah, it's literal ghosting. It's literal ghosting. Literal. Like he's just like, I'm a ghost, Audi five thousand. Alright. But he only seduces beautiful widows and virgin girls, which I like. Cause he's like, I'm cool with banging a lady who has been married before, but her husband's gotta be dead and she's gotta be hot. And then he's like, otherwise, she's gotta be as pure as the driven snow. Because, you know, you'd feel better if you knew <laughs> no one had, had if you're your gonna, sandwich. If you're going to eat a sandwich, watch what we do in the shadows. Please. Please. Then we can stop telling you to watch it because you'll all have watched it. All right. I've got a, a ghost story. All right. Tell and me your ghost story. I'm gonna a variation on, I, I saw a comic that kind of had something to do with this recently, uh-huh. but in that version, the taxi driver was also a ghost, but in this one, oh, the no. taxi driver is not a ghost. Oh, no. Okay. So the true tales of Tokyo Terror Taxis. <laughs> I like that alliteration. That's some good alliteration. All right. So this particular cab driver knew that the ghosts of Japan were not confined to ancient graveyards and shadow haunted shrines. Okay. Any modern resident of the nation's capital would tell you that the taxis of Tokyo are more haunted than hearses. And his own route took him regularly through open (laughs) gates to the spirit world. Sorry. I just like the phrase more haunted than hearses. Right? Yeah. Like, (laughs) just like put that in the brochure. It's more haunted than hearses. hearses. One of my friend's families ran a funeral home. Oh, good. For, like, basically his entire life until his dad retired. And it was, like, the family business for several generations. And my friend was a music teacher. And he was, like, 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 hard. And his sister was, like, I've got a good business job. Like, I'm not (laughs) moving back from New York or whatever. Not touching dead people. Right. But he grew up hiding in caskets and pretending he was dead and, like, scaring clients. Or, like, his dad would pick him up from marching band practice in a hearse. Because whenever I'm like, I would never ride in a hearse, he was like, it's really not that bad. I, <laughs> I do. Like, you grew up around dead people. <laughs> I will say, one, 
That would freak me out. I, yeah. would not, I would not be cool if my family ran a funeral home. I would not do it. But, but if you're born to... into it, that's what you know I is guess, normal. Yeah, you know? Like, like, he didn't realize it was, like, a weird business until, like, he was much older and it's thought... It's like Fun Home. Okay. Yeah, it's... Yeah. By his, his, life was ba- his life is basically Fun, fun home. home. Nice. Yeah. So... Without the... I mean, but he's not a lesbian. lesbian. He's gay, but he's not a lesbian. There you go. Yeah. So, I don't think anyone would haunt a hearse. Because, like, if... You know, we've been over it. What makes ghosts come back... They're not going to come back to the thing that moved their dead body from one location right. to the other. They're going to go where they died or Unless to the funeral home. you're or one to... of those ghosts that has kind of a sense of humor and <laughs> wants to, like, <laughs> greet people on their way out. You know? The driver of the hearse is just like, and he's like, dude, you're going to hit traffic if you take 395. And he's like, ah! <laughs> Or it could be the ghost of a hearse driver. He's helping <laughs> shepherd them. He's like, well, it's a living or, or is, is it? it? Uh, oh my god, I just had a great idea for a sitcom. That, that, so that's what I'm saying. It's not that weird for a... Yeah, anyway. 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 Thoughts so, on hearses. There's a Sendagaya tunnel which winds beneath the cemetery of Sen, Senjuin Temple. Okay. Or Shirogana t- Tunnel where okay. legend has it that screaming faces are silhouetted against the t- tunnel's pillars. No, thank and you. And through which the Shinigami, or you know, spirits of death mm-hmm. itself, are said to pass. All of his fellow cabbies would war- you know, wax a yarn of passengers who got on and then disappeared, or of catching a glimpse of a woman or child's face in the rearview mirror. Eventually, he too had a story to tell. It was a stormy night near Aoyama Cemetery, where he picked up a poor young girl drenched by the rain. It was dark, so he didn't get a good look at her face, but she seemed sad and he figured she had been visiting a recently deces- deceased relative or friend. The address she gave was some distance away, and they drove in silence. A good cabbie doesn't make small talk when picking someone up from a cemetery. When they arrived at the address, the girl didn't get out, but whispered for him to wait a bit while she stared out the window at a second-floor apartment. Ten minutes or so passed as she watched, never speaking, never crying, simply observing a solitary figure move about the apartment. Mm. Suddenly, the girl asked to be taken to a new address, this one back near the cemetery where he had first picked her up. The rain was heavy, and the driver focused on the road, leaving the girl to her thoughts. When he arrived at the new address, a modern house in a good neighborhood, the cabbie opened the door and turned around to collect his fare. To his surprise, he found himself staring at an empty back seat, with a deep puddle where the girl had been sitting moments before. Mouth open, he had just sat there, staring at the vacant seat until a knocking on the window shook him from his reverie. The father of the house, seeing the taxi outside, had calmly walked out, bringing with him exact change for the fare. He explained that the young girl had been his daughter, who died in a traffic accident some years ago and was buried in Aoyama Cemetery. From time to time, he said, she hailed a cab and, after visiting her old boyfriend's apartment, asked to be driven home. The father thanked the driver for his troubles and sent him on his way. Oh, that one's just sad. That's just sad. That reminds me of a couple things. One, mm. that reminds me of Peggy, the ghost of the sex worker yeah. in South Africa, who, like, picks up a John, goes to his house, and then vanishes. Mm-hmm. And that also reminded me of one of the urban legends I came across but decided not to do. It's just, there are a bunch of variations on it. It's kind of similar to all of the babysitter ones. But it's like a young girl is home alone and she sees this old man staring at her through the window and he has a knife in his hand. And so she freaks out and calls 911 and then hides under the blanket. Mm -hmm. And it's important to note it is snowing outside. And the police come... And they tell her, like, she got really lucky, and she's like, why? And they're like, we couldn't find any footprints in the snow, but there was a puddle next to your bed. She had seen his reflection in the mirror. He wasn't outside. No. But also, like, if you're, you've got your heart set on murdering a young girl, why are you going to stop 
because she put the blanket over her head. Right. Like, but, you know, whatever. Mm. But that's that was just a bummer. Yeah. That makes me sad. So, so the variation I saw was this comic where, like, there's a cabbie and this yeah. woman behind him, and then she, like reveals her true form and she's trying to scare the cab driver but then the cab driver turns around he's a demon and then the <laughs> two of them realize like oh oh this is really <laughs> awkward <laughs> oh you should send me that yeah I'll if, post I, that if, I can, our... if i can find it again yeah. it was so funny i'll post just, that on yeah. our instagram and then if yeah. i can find the artist instagram we'll refer you over there because that's awesome yeah and i want to read really more of their funny. work because yeah. that's i love that it was great when you're like haunting someone you're like oh shit you're yeah. a ghost too you gotta go home. Exactly. And it's like, what am I gonna do with my day now? <laughs> All right. So the next one I have takes place in Mother Russia in the year I was born. And it's called The Well to Hell. The Well to Hell. I think they mean for it to be scary, but the rhyme really undercuts that for yeah. me. <laughs> it's the hard to be. Well to well, hell. Well, well, well. It's hell. All right, so in 1989, Russian scientists drilled a giant hole into the Earth's crust somewhere in Siberia. The drill broke part of the way down, and so scientists were like, the fuck? And so they lowered some equipment to see what was going on, like if they had hit something hard, what was going on. The temperature was more than 1,000 degrees Celsius, but stranger still was the sound they recorded. Only 17 seconds were captured before the microphone melted. What they heard was a horrifying screaming, something they characterized as, quote, the screams of the damned in hell. Most of the scientists quit on the spot, but those who stayed got even more spooked. The same night that they all had quit and they'd all heard these voices, a, quote, plume of luminous gas, which, same, yeah. <laughs> ruptured out of the hole, and the remaining scientists reported seeing the shape of a giant winged demon unfold in the gas, and saw the words, quote, I have conquered, written in Russian amongst the flames. This event has largely been disproven as a hoax, but the legend has continued to be told in both Russia and Siberia. Mm. So this kind of reminded me, I, a couple years ago, I think it was NASA, and it was there, it was on April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. and their prank was that they had launched a satellite or something towards Venus, and they got a couple seconds of audio back and some pictures before, like, it crashed into the surface, and they were, like, looking on the surface, it looked like an angry demon face, and we got some screams of people, said astronaut, or astrophysicist Don Tay. Uh-huh. So it was their April Fool's Day yeah. joke that they had, like, Venus is hell, and it was just I liked it. It was a good spooky oh thing. I'll try and find it, That's and then we can tweet funny. it. But that one, I think the morality is don't fucks with things you don't, don't understand. Don't fucks with things you don't understand. Because if you drill through the Earth's crust, you're going to find not just dinosaur bones, but also demons. <laughs> yep. All right. Two more, I guess, from both. Well, I have I, one, one more. And I have two more. Okay. Oh, so, okay. All right. So, kune kune was my next one. Woo! So we had Teke Teke and Kune Kune. They all have these, like, nice Japanese onomatopoeia names. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so the Kune Kune is a Japanese urban legend about a mysterious apparition that is sometimes seen in the countryside. In Japan, people call it Kune Kune, which means something that's meandering, swaying, twisting, or turning. They say you should never look directly at it or it'll drive you insane. Smart. A Kune Kune is described as an unidentifiable white squiggle moving back and forth in the distance. <laughs> Nobody knows exactly what it looks like because, again, if you look at it, you lose oh, your mind, yeah. right? Fair. And 
I think of it more like, you know, the wacky arm flick. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But you can't look directly at it. (laughs) I mean, I can't look directly at those because then I just keep looking at them. Right. And I was going to say, there's one, like, on Little River over there. Oh, yeah. That one's sad sometimes. That one's leaning over There's, like, a purple and orange one outside, like, the Metro PCS store. And (laughs) And he's just, like, like, he's, like, leaning against the building. He's like, you know, some days I just don't have it in me. Yeah. So, so this story, one Japanese man tells an encounter he had as a child with Kunekune. So this is from his perspective. Nice. When I was young, my parents brought my older brother and I to visit my grandfather and grandmother. We didn't see them very much because they lived all the way out in the countryside in Akita Prefecture. Okay. As soon as we arrived at our grandparents' house, my brother and I went out to play. The air was much fresher and cleaner than it was in the city. We walked through rice fields, enjoying the wide open spaces. The sun was high in the sky and there was no breeze. The heat was stifling and after a while, I started to get tired. I'm so tired. Then, my brother stopped suddenly. He was staring at something in the distance. What are you looking at? I asked. That thing over there, he replied. The rice field stretched as far as the eye could see and the area was completely deserted. I squinted my eyes but I couldn't make out what it was. Far away, across the field, there was a white thing about the size of a person. It was moving and wriggling as if it were fluttering in the breeze. Maybe it's a scarecrow, I said. That's not a scarecrow, my brother replied. Scarecrows don't move like that. Maybe it's a sheet then, I said. No, it's not a sheet, he replied. There are no other houses around here. Besides, there's no no wind and it's still moving and wriggling. What the heck is that thing? I had a strange and uneasy feeling in the pit of my stomach. My brother ran back to the house, and when he returned, he was carrying a pair of binoculars. Oh, can I see? I asked excitedly, <laughs> because he's so small. Yeah, everybody loves looking yeah. through binoculars. I made a grab for the binoculars, but he pushed me back. No, me first, he said with a chuckle. I'm the oldest. You can have a look when I'm done. Uh-oh. 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 As soon as my brother put the binoculars up to his eyes, I noticed his expression suddenly changed. His face grew pale, and he broke out into a sweat. He dropped the binoculars on the ground, and I could see fear in his eyes. What was it? I asked nervously. My brother replied slowly. There it is. There it is. Uh-oh. There it is. Uh-oh. But it was not my brother's voice. Without another word, he turned and started walking back to the house. Something didn't feel right. With trembling hands, I bent down and picked up the binoculars, but I was scared to, too scared to look through them. In the distance, the white object was still twisting and turning. Just then, my grandfather came running over. What are you doing with those binoculars, he asked. Nothing, I replied, just looking at that white thing over there. What? He shouted. You shouldn't look at that. He snatched the binoculars from my grasp. Did you see it? He demanded angrily. Did you look at the binoculars? No, I said in the meek voice. Not yet. My grandfather sighed with relief. Good, he said. That's good. Without knowing why, I was sent back to the house. When I walked into the kitchen, everyone was crying. My brother was rolling around on the ground, laughing like a crazy person. Yikes. He was on his back and his body was wiggling and twisting, just like the white thing in the distance. I couldn't understand what was going on. It was horrible to see him like that. I burst into tears. He wasn't my brother anymore. He had completely lost his mind. Dun, dun, dun. The next day, my parents decided to take us home. My grandmother and grandfather stood on their porch, waving sadly to us as the car pulled away. I sat in the back seat with my brother, wiping the tears from my eyes. My brother was still laughing like a mental patient. They had time up to stop him from moving around. His face was twisted into a wide smile, and he looked like he was happy, but when I saw his eyes, I realized he was crying. It sent a chill down my spine. His cheeks were wet with tears, but he just kept laughing and laughing. My father pulled over the side of the road and got out of the car. He took out the binoculars and furiously smashed them on the street. Then, without saying anything, he got back on into the car and kept driving. 
Dun, dun, dun. I think that's a complex tale about <laughs> not looking at other people's dirty laundry. Oh. So don't do it. I have no explanation for that one. Because, oh. again, like, they're, they were in, like, a rural area. Yeah. Like, what are they looking at? <laughs> I wonder just... if it's just one of those things where it's, like, a trick of the light yeah. makes it look like something. Mm-hmm. And then, like... It's a family trying to explain, oh, it's not our boy's fault. He doesn't have a mental illness. Yeah. It's the demon thing that he looked at. Yeah. It's that spooky ghost. We'll see. All right. So I the, didn't like that story. Uh, well, you're going to like this one because it's okay. fucking hilarious. All right. This one I had never heard and I have only ever heard of it on Urban Legends. I've never heard a variation of mm-hmm. it. I have never seen any tell of it. But it always takes place in the same place, according to Urban Legends on Amazon. This one is called The Burlington Coat Factory Snakes. Oh, God. All right. According to legend, a woman went to the Burlington Coat Factory to shop for a new coat because they're a whole factory of them. She tried one on and felt a sharp sting on her neck. Yikes. Which she chalked up to a misplaced safety pin or a needle or something. No worries, she thought to herself. No, I worry. (laughs) And she set the coat back on the rack. Later that night, the woman started to feel dizzy and faint. She was feeling so out of sorts that she decided to go to the emergency room, where the doctor gave her some stunning news. She had been bitten by a venomous snake. The doctor asked if she had recently been to South America, or if she spent a lot of time at garden centers or various outdoor places. But the woman said no. She never did these things. No. She was a homebody. She didn't go outside much. But then she remembered the sting at the Burlington Coat Factory. The Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> she went back to the store and asked to speak with a manager to talk to them about snakes in the coats. The manager thought she was crazy until the woman found the coat she had tried on earlier, picked it up off the rack, and a bunch of baby snakes fell out. She found snack. Snack. And the snakes were like, hello, 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 chump. Oh, no. So according to Urban Legends on Amazon, this is a very common urban legend, which I've literally never heard it. And (laughs) the justification for it is that, like, the coat conditions are perfect for baby snakes to lay eggs in the factories overseas, and then we import them into the U.S., and they aren't irradiated or anything, so the baby snakes survive, and then they are warm in the store, and they get born, and then they bite people. I would have believed it more if it had been spiders. Mm Mm-hmm. But because it's snakes, I'm like, and nobody saw snakes in the coat, or like, she didn't see the snake bite her. Like, they're not small, they're snakes. Like, even small snakes are like earthworms. They're not that small. But the best part on Urban Legends is they then talk to representatives from Burlington Coat Factory, and it turns into a Burlington Coat Factory ad, where they're like, at the Burlington Coat Factory, all of our warehouses are climate controlled, and it just wouldn't be conducive for baby snakes to be born. And because we only import coats from the good old U.S. of A., we would never import foreign coats that have snakes in them. Also, we hold all our coats to a high standard. It's like on and on and on. It's like, come on. Wow. So don't try on coats at the Burlington Coat Factory. There are snakes in them. And according to Urban Legends, it's always Burlington Coat Factory. It's never Ross Dress for Less. It's never Macy's. It's always Burlington That's Coat Factory. actually really funny, but also reminds me of the Punch Burgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're full of bees. <laughs> yeah, but they're tasty. <laughs> like, ugh. Yep. All right, snacks. Snacks. All right, well, t- it's Sunday evening as we're recording this, and I have to go back to school tomorrow. Gross. So my story 
is about that. It's an <laughs> urban school. legend about a teacher called Miss S. And she teaches children all the time. And they don't learn their lessons about fake news. And there are spooky twins and stuff. And a lot of them plagiarize their essays from their older siblings and think that... You won't know. That I won't or that, know. Or that the teacher in the story won't know. Oh. <laughs> all right. Anyway, this is... Yeah. So this is called The Dream School. Yeah. Um, and again, also from Japan. Yeah. But they put a warning on this. Ooh. This is a cursed story, and Ooh. you may not want to read it. Oh, no. They say that if you don't forget the story within one week, you'll have the same dream. <gasps> and then you could become stuck in the dream as well and find yourself <gasps> unable to wake up. Oh, no. So please think carefully before reading this story. Sasha, no. Joke's on you. I'm going to tell everyone this story. <laughs> I would like everyone to know that this story is from scaryforkids.com. So, you know. <laughs> Not Take scary it. for adults. Scary for kids. Scary for kids. Which is about as much as I can handle. <laughs> but actually, originally, was it Ranker's like, list oh, yeah. of like, scary Japanese stories led me here. Oh, so. thanks, Ranker. Thanks, Ranker. Most of mine that I hadn't heard already came from ThoughtCo. Yeah. So thanks, ThoughtCo, for doing the thoughting for the me. Thoughting. So All right. Count. Is that... Thoughts. Count. Thoughts. Dang it. <laughs> there was a Japanese boy named K, which Kay. is interesting because that's my boyfriend's... Middle name. Okay. 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 Who had a very strange dream. In the dream, he found himself wandering through a school. It was not his school. It was a school he did not recognize. But raise your hand if you've had this dream. I've, I've had this I've dream. I literally had this dream last night. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I've had dreams like this where I'm like working in a school that isn't mine. In my dream so. last night, I went back to high school to take some more AP classes. And it wasn't laid and it out wasn't, like And it wasn't the school. school that I went to. Right. It wasn't laid out like no. that at all. Okay. So, it was night, and the school was in darkness. The sound of footsteps echoed down the empty hallways. It was very eerie. He tried to open the doors and windows, but they were all locked. He tried banging on them as hard as he could, but the glass would not crack. The school was large and sprawling. It was like a maze. It didn't seem to make sense. Walking down one corridor would bring him back again to the place he was before. This is literally the this dream is... that we have all already had. But also, this is literally the high school we went to, <laughs> where, like... That's true. Everything leads to everywhere else, and everywhere looks identical. And the numbers didn't make sense they when didn't. they remodeled the school. You'd go from, like, B236 to, like, D17. In the same hallway. In the same hallway, like, next to each other. It's like, but... Please. What? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing made sense. No. All right. But here, it was very strange, as if the normal rules of time and space did not apply. Kay was getting, starting to get scared. He began to run down the hallway. The corridor stretched on and on without end, and there was no exit. After running past the same set of classrooms several times, Kay noticed something odd. The corridor was an endless loop. No matter how long he ran down the corridor, he would always find himself back at the start. Done, done, done. Also, this reminds me of that the Katamari Damashi level where they're in the school because there's only enough like oh, yeah. rendering for like just one hallway yeah. with like four classrooms, and so every time you exit out the doors, it puts you back at it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sasha's lived it, guys. Sasha has lived this. He decided to try a different route. He ran down the hallway to the right, and then he took the first left and the first left again. He entered the home ec room. And when he went out the door on the other side, he found himself in another hallway. <gasps> he entered the art room and went out the other, the door on the other side. Somehow, it brought him to the third floor next to the girls' toilets. He went through the music room and ran down the hallway, past another set of classrooms. I have a question. Yeah. If he had gone into the girls' toilets, would he have encountered Hoa 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 Hanako-san? Probably. Or the other one that I told you oh, about, yeah, the, 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 the one red that, one. Yeah, who, that tears like, your skin off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
He went through the music room and down, ran down the hallway, past another set of classrooms. He came to a set of stairs and went down. He kept wandering and wandering. The night seemed to last forever, and he felt like dawn would never come. Dun, dun, dun. King Kong, Kong, Kong. That's, bum, 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 bum. that's the sound of school bells in Japan. I know. They don't, and then I don't completed get the beep, 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 beep that we get at my school. Kay heard the muffled sounds of a clock chiming. When he looked up, he saw a clock. The hands were swinging back and forth like a pendulum. Kay heard the echo of heavy footsteps chasing him. He was too scared to look behind him and desperately wanted to escape. He ran up a set of stairs that he should have taken him to the fourth floor, but instead he found himself on the first floor outside the vis- audiovisual room. The footsteps began to get faster and faster. I love your dynamic storytelling. <laughs> he ran down the corridor and turned left and left again, right and left again. He came out in front of another set of classrooms. And at the end of the hallway, there was an emergency exit. But oh, no. The glass box that housed the key was smashed and the key was missing. No. There was a note inside that said the key was in classroom 108. <laughs> the footsteps were coming closer and closer. Kay ran down the stairs. He turned left, ran down the hallway, and then turned right and then right again. He found himself outside a classroom. And on the door, there was a sign that read 108. Kay tried the door and it opened. He stepped inside and shut the door behind him. The classroom was in darkness and he could barely see. He flicked the light uh, flicked the light switch, but it didn't work. The classroom was filled with desks and there were bags hanging on the back of each chair. Kay started searching desperately through them. Uh, he looked in every bag, searched every drawer, and all the while he could s- hear footsteps coming down the hallway. Before long, he heard something banging loudly against the door of the classroom. <laughs> Kay still couldn't find the key he was looking for. He pulled the drawers out of the desk and tipped them on the floor. He opened the bags and began dumping the contents out on the floor. And then boom, 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 the sound of banging grew louder and louder. And the door seemed like it was about to come off its hinges. He searched desperately, but he still couldn't find the key. No. Just then, the knocking on the door suddenly stopped. Yay. There was an eerie silence. Boo. Kay stood there trembling, waiting with bated breath. He stood there in the darkened classroom, afraid to move a muscle. After a while, he still couldn't hear anything, so he went to the door. He reached out, turned the handle, opened it gently, and peered out into the corridor. There were countless boys and girls, and they were in pieces. Their heads, arms, and legs were severed from their torsos. The floor was awash with blood, and they were dancing, jerking back and forth. What the hell? Their limbs flailing to and from in a dance of death so they're like all like just in pieces and then just, just touching just the floor right boogieing boogieing Kay was drawn into the dream his body remained asleep and he was never able to wake up even today he's still wandering through the school in his mind now that you've read this story <laughs> oh no please try to forget about it oh no <laughs> if you don't forget about the story within a week you will have the same dream in which you'll find yourself wandering around the school oh no you will have to find the key and escape through the emergency exit before you come across the pieces of boys and girls who dance or you will be drawn into the dream how so, do we know what he dreamed? If he got trapped in the dream, how do we know that this was the dream that he got trapped in? Because if he just stayed asleep, he could have been dreaming anything. That's why I don't Checkmate give, atheists. I know, that's why, <laughs> that's why I don't give a lot of thought to urban legends. Yeah, because they, they fall apart like a house of cards, I exactly. think. For the most part. Like, obviously the ones that are about, like, home invasion and stuff, those are the ones that really get me because those are the ones that are less easily disproven. Yeah, so I'm, like, not... I'm not worried about... You're not spooked. I'm not spooked. Yeah. I'm not worried. It's, like, at the end of the first Simpsons Halloween special. Yeah. After Lisa tells Bart the story of the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, and Bart's like, I'll have no trouble getting to sleep tonight, and Homer is, like, super scared. Yeah. I'm, I'm Bart right now. I'm the Raven. Quoth the Raven eat my shorts 
Bart. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that has been an episode of Spoop Hour. Thank Another you for one. spooping. Thank you for spooping with us. We are on Twitter and Instagram yes. at Spoop Hour, and on Instagram you'll get a lot of bonus content. Courtney always puts up really well curated Instagram. Oh, right. you, you always put really cura- well curated sets of information, like that go along, like photos and whatever that go along. That's true. With our episode of the week, if you're a more visual person, podcasts aren't a visual medium, but as as much as possible, I try to include photos of the things we talk about. Yeah. So that you can follow along as you listen and be like, oh, that's the thing that they're talking about. Yeah. That's that weird doll with the weird black dead eyes. Cool. cool. I'm going to sleep tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Find us there. If you've got any interesting stories or you know people who might, send them our way, spoophour at gmail.com. Yep. A couple of things that we have coming down the corridor, the spooky corridor where you have to the turn right and left corridor and you can and find you room find the emergency room key. We've got a Disney episode coming up after I come back from Disney. Yep. And then we are going to guest on Popcorn Prattle yep. to talk about Veronica, Veronica, the movie we watched. Um, the movie we watched. And We've so got... if you are more, if you're continuing to be curious about that movie, we will be- definitely be discussing that yeah. in depth with the Popcorn Prattle folks. Yeah. We've got some exciting guests coming down the, the tube, and I don't want to spoil them, yeah. so, but we do have some guests coming down. Mm-hmm. It should be good. We're just going to keep on churning out quality content that you are here for, so keep on snacking, keep on spooping, and we'll talk to you next week. Yay! Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I am here with Daniel and Amber, and we are here to tell you about our podcast, 33% Pulp. We pick a Pulp Fiction novel based entirely on the cover because they're either funny or ridiculous. And then we split the book into thirds, we each read only our third, and then we recap it to each other and to you across three episodes, and it somehow comes together and makes sense. We hope that you give us a listen. We are 33% Pulp. And we're 100% excited to have you laugh with or at us. Bye! Bye. Bye.